0: Have you ever had someone refer to something going on in the community who asked you, what's going on there? What's the story with all that? The right answer lies with the people directly involved in it, the people who know. Why not hear their story? So welcome to What's the Story, Pekin? I'm Gary Gillis, your host, and I hope you enjoy this Pekin podcast. Well, we're back after a little bit of hiatus We're gonna be bringing you a series of programs that happen to deal with not only Pekin history, but a little bit of national history as well, together with upcoming programs on things that are going on and continuing to talk about what's the story of Pekin. Today, my guest is a very familiar name here in our community. My guest is Jim Deverman. Not only is he a part of Pekin history, he was a participant in the making of national history exactly 60 years ago. Uh, Jim represented the U.S. Coast Guard marching in the memorable funeral procession for President John F. Kennedy, who was assassinated in Dallas, Texas on November 22, 1963. We'll also talk a little bit about uh, Jim's past and growing up here in Pekin and his uh, knowledge of and the story of Dick Stolley, one of uh, our famous Pekinites from the past. So, Jim, welcome and thanks for
1: being here. Looking forward to working with you, Gary.
0: Great. Well, let's, let's start talking about that memorable day. Uh, it was just 60 years ago the other day, uh, November 25th, and there was the state funeral for John F. Kennedy. The nation was still pretty much uh, in shock from the tragic event a few days prior to that, uh, but there was the uh, funeral and the processional, and you were in it as a representative of the US Coast Guard. And I know you shared with me once, kind of maybe start the story with how you ended up being selected, and then go from there.
1: Okay. Um, At the time, I was a a student at uh, Bradley University. And actually, in my junior year, I was quite aware that in another year at Bradley, I would be graduating uh, with a degree in photojournalism and I would also be losing my college deferment, Hmm. which meant that I would be at the top of the list for getting drafted. Sure. And I've never liked the idea of somebody putting me in a position that I really didn't design or didn't Hmm. want to be a part of. So uh, a couple of my friends, uh, two from Pekin that I can remember, uh, Jim Olt, the late Jim Holt, and uh, Don who uh, who is a mail carrier here in Pekin. Uh, both of them had signed on with the Guard Coast Guard Reserve Program, okay? And what that would amount to would be uh, six months of active duty and then six and a half years of oh, monthly wow. meetings after that. And I thought, well, that sounds pretty good, so... Uh, both of the guys told me that they had a good experience with that and we're we're pleased to, to do the thing that they did uh, So I uh, I did that I signed on with the uh, Coast Guard Reserve uh, and we met uh, uh, For several months before I had to show up at uh, uh, Cape May, New Jersey uh, for 13 weeks of boot camp so uh, I was in my eighth week of boot camp at Cape May, New Jersey, uh, which was a former uh, uh, landing spot uh, during World War II for seaplanes, the the property itself. Uh, Now 13 weeks of boot camp is a long time. I think we had the longest of any military uh, deal back then, Army, Mm -hmm. Navy, what have you. Ours was 13 weeks. I happened to be in the eighth week. On every Friday we would have uh, a class or possibly two classes. Uh, The reason for two classes would be there would be a group of regulars uh, who are in for four years of active duty and reservists like me who were there for six months and then back uh, back home in Pekin. Uh, Every Friday there would be a graduating class graduating from boot camp, and uh, it was a Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, 1963, and uh, uh, as the base commander was at the microphone uh, on what we called the grinder, which was a, a big black-topped area, so we had plenty of room for several hundred people to be there at one time if necessary, And somebody handed a note to the commander, and he paused, and he read it, and he said uh, uh, somebody in Dallas has taken a shot at President Kennedy. Okay, November 22nd. Right. So what uh, uh, typically after one of these things on on Friday, a graduation ceremony, other groups not only the people who are graduating out but there would be other groups on the same the same arrangement and we would normally be scheduled for a haircut okay so we went to the barbershop shop and i'm thinking in my mind as i'm walking to the to the uh, uh, haircut place would be that okay they normally start a through z And I would be kind of up front, and I knew they had a TV set in the barbershop, maybe a couple of them, and I would be able to get current news as to what's going Mm -hmm. on. Being a journalist, I always was very aware of what's going on around me and so forth. So we got up to the doors there for the barbershop, and wouldn't you know, they decided that day for one reason or another to go Z to A. Oh. So I was brokenhearted, basically. So as guys would come out of the barbershop, I'd say, what what do you hear, what do you hear? And the story would continue to build. Uh, Kennedy was taken to a hospital in Dallas, Texas, and by the time I got into the chair, and and bear in mind, my group alone is 80 people, Mm. and Kennedy is pronounced dead, okay? Long before I even got into the barbershop shop, so I thought, well, okay, that's interesting. I uh, I hope that uh, uh, the papers cover that well, and and I'm I'm sure we we were not allowed to have a camera in boot camp, uh, and I I really hated the idea that here I am uh, a long way from anything and with no camera. Uh, but that same evening, it was a Friday night, and the, the, uh, uh, the lieutenant in charge of our group in the dormitory that we had, um, he said that uh, our company of 80 reservists mm-hmm. and another company of 80 regulars were both scheduled to get on buses on Saturday morning and head to uh, Washington, D.C. area. Um, And so we did that, and we picked up some newspapers as we were leaving town uh, from Cape May, and just to be informed about what's going on with with the the Kennedy assassination. Um, And we went to a base uh, called Curtis Bay, Maryland. It was our first stop. Uh, that it was a small operation there but their sole purpose is to teach people like myself uh, how to be in an honor guard uh, for the Army Navy Mm -hmm. Coast Guard whoever and so uh, we got off the the buses and they lined us up uh, on the sidewalk went down the line. Uh, they chose anybody who was not wearing glasses and who was at least six foot tall was chosen to be in these honor guards. Well, of course, that left me out, okay? But as I continue this, uh, you'll, you'll see why I was not disappointed in that. So uh, anyway, it was, a, it was a pretty cold day. I think it was in the 30s uh, probably mid to upper 30s, but but cool. But we had on our, uh, our pea coats, big black heavy coats that we wore and, and our black uniforms. And uh, so that wasn't too bad. So anyway, uh, several of our, our guys, uh, both from our company of 80 regulars and 80 reservists were chosen to be special honor guards during that period of time. I think there was something like i don't know uh 34 steps at the capitol building mm-hmm. from ground level up to right to the rotunda and every fifth person on the step going up was a coast Guardman. Uh, and so the guys who were trained to be in that in that deal uh, were uh, were standing around the casket mm-hmm. and on the steps and uh yeah so uh for the day of the actual funeral uh as you said was was a bright sunny day and the size of the crowds was just enormous i mean thousands and thousands of people uh when when the body was uh in the rotunda I, I think they said over those three or four days that probably close to a million people mm-hmm. uh, were able to, uh, to to participate in that. Um, so the actual day of the funeral uh, was a bright, sunny day, and uh, our first marching order that day was to uh, be at the White House, and because it was such a nice day weather-wise, Jackie Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, uh, Edward Kennedy uh, were all chosen, or not chosen, but decided to walk uh, to the funeral at St. Matthew's Catholic Church, which is only, I don't know, five or six blocks probably Mm -hmm. from the White House. And for the first time in my life, on that day, I was I was very proud to be as short as I have always been yeah. because I was in the very back of our marching group on the right-hand side, and every time we would turn a corner, I had an opportunity to glance back, which you're not supposed to do, but it was amazing because here's Jackie and two children, one on either arm, mm-hmm uh bobby on her right teddy on her left uh and then haile selassie of ethiopia and charles de gaulle of france mm-hmm. and they were all in this single line file coming our way or coming my way so i i really was was happy to have those corners where I could turn around yeah. and see for myself um mm-hmm. uh, oh and and by the way uh when I heard that we were going to be in Kennedy's funeral, I told my mother, I called home that Friday night, and said, Mom, I said, if you're gonna be watching TV, I said, you might wanna see if you can find me, sure. because I'll be in a Coast Guard, and I kind of described somewhat what we would look like. And uh, well, anyway, she apparently, not my request, but she called the Pekin Daily Times where I had worked since I was 14, And many years beyond this the the Kennedy funeral uh, and told them that I was going to be in Kennedy's funeral uh, representing the Coast Guard and they apparently uh, they put me on the front page great Uh, so that was uh, I think on the Monday's paper that came out they didn't publish on the Sunday they did publish on Saturday uh, but I think it, I think it was, yeah, I don't know if they made the page on Saturday, but anyway, uh, they had a big write up and they had a picture of me in my Coast Guard uniform. And uh, that was a, a real surprise to me and very honored by that. And then uh, years later, uh, they did a, I think a, maybe a, I don't know, a 20 or 25th anniversary of the assassination. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, featured me as a Pekanite, and they gave me the the uh, actual. Uh, I can't remember the name of the. It, it's metal. It it wraps around a cylinder, and that's how right. the paper is. I've print. seen them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, the people at the Times, of course, knew that I would probably appreciate having something like that. So. It, it was a big flat plate and they they gave that to me and I've got it on, on the wall in my, my yeah. office. And so, okay. So anyway, okay. So we're back to uh, Sunday, uh, the day of the funeral. Uh, we were told by our commander of our group of 80 that uh, we were not allowed to go into the church. There wouldn't be room for Navy, Army, Air Force, all those people Mm -hmm. that go into this church, not enough seats, they said, but some of the uh, buildings are open, uh, so if you need to go to the restroom, you can go in there and do so. So I decided, yeah, I'm going to take that offer up and walked into one of the buildings and went to the, the men's restroom and opened the door and walked right into the chest of Green Beret, oh. and I look up at him like this, and he looks down at me like this, and it's almost, you could see it in his eyes, it's like, out of my way, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. So then, uh, we were all waiting outside the church uh, for the funeral service uh, to finish, and the first people to come out, of course, was uh, uh, Jackie and the children, and and the two brothers of the president, and they're standing right on the curb, and I'm standing just across the street, on the other curb, and right beside me is a White House photographer, and he had credentials around his neck that you wouldn't. I mean, just went on and on and on, mm-hmm. where he could go any place he wanted, sure. because he's a White House photographer, and he's the one. And there might have been others, but he's the one that got a picture of John John doing this.
0: The salute. Right. Iconic photo. Well,
1: I always questioned if he was uh, trained to not, if John John had trained to to salute automatically or if he was blocking his eyes from the sun because the sun was right in their eyes. Sure. All right. I'll never know.
0: Well, that also was his third birthday on
1: that day. Uh, it was it yep. third or fourth? A third. Third. Yeah, he was born in sixty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, uh, and then, uh, well, it's a long walk from the Catholic Church across the Potomac River to uh, the Arlington Hath- Cemetery. Arlington. Yeah. yeah. Arlington Cemetery, and so they all went in limousines mm-hmm. across. And we got to the, we, we marched uh, over the bridge that took us into uh, Virginia. And um, we were not allowed to go past the gates of the cemetery. Uh, again, because of numbers, it would just be enormous. Sure. And, but they had set up bleachers. Somebody used their head on this a, a set of bleachers. And for every military group that was part of the, the Sunday uh, ceremony we sat on bleachers and they shot like our company Mm -hmm. and months later uh, we were surprised to get in the mail a nice uh, 11 by 14 black and white print Mm -hmm. of our company Uh, and also we received uh, a black and white print of our company as we marched in the funeral so those two things uh uh, I have uh, in my office that uh, Matt framed for me. Um.
0: I understand too, Jim. And, and I, I saw this. I watched a little video. It was actually of uh, former PFC Arthur Carlson, who was the member of the military that marched. Uh, you know, Blackjack, the uh, yes. the horse yes. that with the uh, uh, boots backwards is yes. yes. stirrups, with a representation of a uh, a leader no longer having to go into battle, Um, and he, as well as somebody from the color guard, uh, who said that still to this day, he gets calls and requests and things in the mail for autographs, et cetera, and um, Matt, your son, told me you still do as well.
1: I just received one about a month ago, Hmm. and I have a huge file. Uh, I don't know how they determine, you know, everybody was there. Sure. But everybody wants a, a signed autograph. They they send these little uh, uh, little white cards, mm-hmm. file cards, uh, and usually about four of them. They like four different ones, and so uh, and, and then they also have a, a questionnaire normally about uh, uh, what can you tell us about your experience and all that kind of sure. stuff well I've got a, a stock letter now that that uh, I use uh, and so I don't have to rethink it every time they send the request, but they always send uh, postage paid mailers so they can send it back mm-hmm. at their expense, not mine uh, yeah, I have a big file at Great. the office yeah. yeah
0: well you're you're a part of history um and you uh, need to have a Pekanite there, firsthand knowledge of it, uh, and someone with a journalistic talent. It'll be part of your family history as you can write and, and leave for generations to come. So it's a, a great story. Like I said, I'm going to have a little follow-up uh, about some of the planning. You mentioned the color guard. Uh, the interesting thing is Mrs. Kennedy originally proposed that um, she wanted everybody to walk the entire you know, funeral procession, and she was reminded by others that you're going to have people like Haile Silas mm-hmm. and Charles De Gaulle and Conrad Adenauer and others that yeah. wouldn't have the ability to do that walking. So, right. you, know, you follow those uh, those limousines. Do you remember the um, the muffled drums because that's to yes. me the thing that stood out the most. That yes, and the funeral
1: march song. Again, our placement in the in the lineup on that day. Um, uh, put us in the position where we could we could see a, a lot of different things. Uh, General Charles de Gaulle uh, was a huge man, or is a huge man. I don't know if he's still living or not. But but he's very broad-shouldered, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and then you had walking uh, close by in that same lineup was. Uh, uh, Haile Selassie, Emperor for Life, mm-hmm. this was his title, and he's shorter than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a little guy. And he wore a red tunic and he must arrange to have every medal he could think of on his tunic. Sure. And he looked like a Christmas tree coming mm-hmm. down the street. Uh-huh. I mean, seriously, oh, really? the, the sun hit that perfect mm-hmm. little things like that sure. you remember, you know, so. Anyway, it, uh Yeah
0: well very very memorable a great story and um, i'm glad you came here and shared it with us today appreciate you being here
1: one other comment about that uh there were so many dignitaries from around the world who wanted to be there and part of this funeral arrangement that i was told that they had to go as far away as florida to get enough limousines Mm, didn't know that and the the lineup was over three miles long mm-hmm. of limousines mm-hmm. and whoever did the planning at at the cemetery uh, after the after the ceremony at the cemetery uh, and I don't know how long that lasted but but these limousines were just still coming in sure so they would have missed that whole mm-hmm. arrangement at the cemetery yeah, yeah. Uh, at the cemetery, one thing that that it just I was just so impressed with uh they had arranged for fifty uh airplanes jets to fly over mm-hmm. the cemetery and then Air Force One went over and dipped its wing mm-hmm. in salute uh but really uh really things you don't see every day it's Sure. very sure. very outstanding so i i was very happy or proud to be a, a part of that whole arrangement
0: yeah. well, the community's proud of you as well and uh <coughs> thankful you were here to share the the story so we'll continue our conversation with jim about uh, some other things on our next uh podcast but uh again i want to th- thank you for uh, joining us today i want to thank the pekin library for providing us the space as they always have and my sound guy, Mike Eaton, uh, for assisting today. Uh, as always, we welcome your comments. Send us an email to podcast at gmail.com. And again, thanks, and have a great day.